0: My 2017 college football preview, right now on AggieCast. and go Aggies. This is Micah Safeston, your host on AggieCast. Give us a like on Facebook, follow us there, share this podcast with your friends. Let's, uh, let's, get some, let's get some more people involved in this show. You can contact me through Facebook, just send us a message on AggieCast. Um, we're going to work on getting some other social media platforms set up. Like I started out today, I want to go through my 2017 college football preview. And when I say preview, I'm really, maybe a more accurate accurate word would be forecast, because that's, that's kind of the way I do it. I've done more or less in-depth versions of this in previous years um, for a long time now, and I want to share that with you. And, uh, you know, this is a podcast dedicated to the Utah State Aggies, but I've always felt, ever since I began following Utah State that while the fans love the Aggies, sometimes we we tend to kind of put blinders on about the rest of the season. And we forget that with you know with some really successful seasons over a long period of time, Utah State can one day be a part of these discussions. I started out on the pilot episode of this of the show talking about that just a few weeks ago, how I think Utah State can do that. And I think it's a it's a long process. It's not going to happen in one season. I don't even think it's going to happen in five or ten seasons. Speaking of the Aggies, this week was the Mountain West Conference Media Days. I'm going to dedicate next week's show to that. There's still some news unfolding from that, and I want to to give it some time to, to marinate a little bit and We'll kind of break down how that went for Utah State, um, what things we learned, what we didn't learn from that. Uh, I'll also you. There's a good chance you heard about Utah State being picked dead last in the Mountain Division, uh, so that was a little. <laughs> it kind of puts a, a fire in your belly. I hope it does for the players, most of all, but at least for me, it. It really gets me excited about the idea of Utah State proving everyone wrong. But let's get into this preview. And I want to spend this first segment going through what, kind of looking into my crystal ball. And I've picked 25 storylines that I think are going to come out of this season. 25 things that I think will happen. And... The next segment after that, I'll go through the conferences, pick conference winners, and then I'll go through who I think will finish the regular season in and in the college football playoff top twenty-five rankings. I'll, I'll basically project that that uh, that poll, I suppose that 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 top twenty-five poll. So let's go through these twenty-five storylines. I want to start with number one. These are the teams that I believe will finish the regular season with 10 wins. And this is in no particular order, by the way. Uh, This is just, they kind of go through conference by conference. But these are the 10 win teams after the regular season. This does not count conference championship games or the, the playoffs and bowl games. I have Washington, Colorado, USC, Florida State, North Carolina State, Virginia Tech, Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Florida, Alabama, Auburn, Iowa State, Texas, and Oklahoma State. So there's a few in there I don't think the experts are going to agree with. I'm going to further expound upon some of those uh, more surprising picks later in this preview. Next, I want to go through some coaches that I think will be gone by the end of this season. And who I believe will replace them first, I believe Kevin Sumlin, the coach of Texas A&M, will be fired at the end of the season. Texas A&M is a program that has invested a lot of money in the last few years towards the football program. They had some very successful seasons a few years ago, particularly with Johnny Manziel. Um, And since then, even before then, even really since they moved into the SEC. They've really invested a lot of money. I heard somewhere it's in the neighborhood of $500 million in the last decade that they have put towards their football program. Kevin Sumlin's not getting it done. I don't think he will this year. I believe that he will be replaced by coach Mike McIntyre, the current coach of the Colorado Buffaloes. I believe the Colorado will have a very successful season that will very much mirror their season last year. And I believe after the season, Mike McIntyre will leave and go coach at Texas AM. Number three, another coach I believe will be fired by the end of the season, Rich Rodriguez. He came to Arizona from Michigan. He uh, was not a good fit at Michigan. He has not proved to be incredibly successful at Arizona either. Uh, he's he's kind of uh, he was he seemed like a good fit because he was an offensive coach, and Pac-12 is not a conference that. Unless you're USC or Utah, you're not really, it's not really a defensive conference. Nevertheless, Rich Rodriguez has not had a whole lot of success there. I believe he'll be coached, he'll be replaced by Coach Dan Mullen of Mississippi State. Coach Mullen has prove, proven himself over the last few years to be a good coach. It's just very, very difficult to coach in the SEC West when you have Alabama and Nick Saban. So, yeah, I would leave too. <laughs> I think that he will find himself in Arizona by the end of the season. Number four, I believe Jim Mora will also be fired from UCLA. Uh, similar to what's going on at Texas A&M, this is a program that has seemed to want, has invested a lot of money in their football team in the last few years. They seem um, to want to compete. And I, Jim Mora just has not. Had consistent success at UCLA. And I think he will be replaced by none other than Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly is not coaching this season. I think he's finding that, like many coaches, he can coach in college, but he can't in the NFL. Most coaches can do one or the other. And if you're good in college, that does not at all mean that you'll be successful in the NFL. It's a different type of coaching in the NFL. And I think Chip Kelly will be back in college. When he was at Oregon, he was recruiting a lot of California players. He was having California talent. So it'll be perfect fit for him at UCLA. I believe Chip Kelly is the next coach of UCLA. Next, number five. This is not a coach I think will be fired. I think they never, this school would never fire this coach. I do, however, think he will, and I'm putting up air quotes, retire after the end of the season. And that is Mark D'Antonio. Of Michigan State. Michigan State is in a free fall right now with a three and nine season last year. They have had something like eight players on their two-deep roster get kicked off the team for various reasons in this offseason. So they've they've plummeted just since the offseason. And it's not looking good for the Spartans this year either. I believe Mark Dantonio will quote unquote retire, and he will be replaced by current. Pitt coach Pat Narduzzi making the second Pitt coach in a row to leave Pitt to come to the Big Ten after Paul Crist at Wisconsin. Number six, I believe Brian Kelly of Notre Dame will, res- will leave. I think he'll resign. Uh, I, I actually have picked Notre Dame to have a, a kind of a rebound year. But I believe Brian Kelly will leave Notre Dame to coach somewhere in the NFL. Where? I'm not sure. This is a college football preview, not an NFL preview, so I'm not going to pick where Brian Kelly's going to end up, but I think he'll still be coaching. He's not going to retire, but he will end up in the NFL, I believe. He, Brian Kelly, remember, did uh, interview for the Philadelphia Eagles job at one point, point. and I believe to replace Brian Kelly, the Irish will bring in DJ Durkin, the head coach of Maryland. D.J. Durkin has proved himself to be one of the best recruiters in the country. He was recruiter of the year just a couple of seasons ago while he was defensive coordinator at Michigan. Excuse me, offensive coordinator at Michigan. He also coached at Florida. He had similar recruiting success. Notre Dame is a school right now that is struggling with recruiting. That is their primary weakness because for decades, Notre Dame was a household name for recruiting. They were were the best recruiters because of the brand they set that brand is diminishing and I don't think it's going to be back where it used to be Notre Dame needs to compete on the recruiting trail and they have to do it differently than they have in the past DJ DJ Durkin is the man for that job I believe he will take it number seven and this this might be one of my more confident picks on this list I believe Bill Snyder the coach of Kansas State will retire at the end of the season he retired in two thousand five. Uh, came back from retirement a couple years later to coach at Kansas State again. Understand if you're not familiar with Bill Snyder, this man. If you remember what Joe P- before the scandal, the you know, the scandal that just rocked Penn State. Remember what Joe Paterno was for Penn State University. That is what Bill Snyder is for Kansas State. Um, that the stadium they play in is named after him, and he's still coaching there. And I believe he is. He's at the right time to retire. His contract actually ends this season. And um, so it's perfect time. Also, personnel-wise, he's got a good team. I think he can leave off on a high note. I believe that um, Dana Dimmel, his offensive coordinator, will replace him. Uh, Coach Dimmel has been with Bill Snyder for 20 years now. And I believe that he will replace Coach Snyder and... um, and that will that will be the end of a historic coaching career. Number 8, coach of the year, Tom Herman, first year head coach of Texas. I this is one of my predict- predictions. Texas will win 10 games this season. If you look at Tom Herman's career, he has averaged 4.3 win a four point three win increase at his first season, every school he's gone to. I think with Texas and the talent that you can recruit there, and the talent they they have now, they have a lot of players returning. I believe they'll they will increase. They had four wins last year. Excuse me, five wins last year. They will increase by five games, ten game, uh, ten win season for Texas. He will get to- coach of the year. Number nine, this has to do with Oregon State, a coach, by the way, a team coached, by the way, by Gary Anderson, former coach at Utah State. Oregon State plays Washington on September 30th. I believe coming into that game, Washington will be undefeated and will be ranked in the top, top 10 for sure, likely in the top five. Oregon State will defeat Washington in that game. That game is in Corvallis. The next week, Oregon State then plays USC, who will also be undefeated going into that game. I believe Oregon State will also beat USC. So Oregon State will beat two, will beat a undefeated team back-to-back. They did a similar thing with USC and Oregon a few years ago. Number 10, BYU. BYU will go on a five-game losing streak. However, those five games will be the only games they lose. That five-game losing streak will be, starting with their second week two, to LSU, Utah, Wisconsin, Utah State, and Boise State. They will lose all five of those games, but those will be the only five games they lose this year. Number 11, the two greatest rivalries in college football are the Iron Bowl and the game, which is Michigan-Ohio State. In both of those rivalry games, the underdog will win. That And those underdogs will be Michigan, will beat Ohio State, Auburn, will beat Alabama. Michigan and Auburn have never won those two games in the same year since 2003. I think uh, both of them are experiencing a drought, a wind drought against these rivalry teams that I believe have lasted too long and I think will end this year. So number 12, Oklahoma, who has a first year coach after Bob Stute's retirement, Oklahoma will not play in the inaugural Big 12 championship. Number 13, USC will not finish in the college football playoff rankings in the top 10. USC is kind of the the team everyone's picking right now, and I am picking against them. In the last 10 years, USC has started out in the top five, ranked in the top five in the preseason polls, three times. Only one of those three times have they finished. In the top 20. Only one of those three times. I don't think they will live up to this. To, I do not think they will live up to the hype this year either. Number 14. Alabama and Washington will be the only repeat conference champions. They will also win those games. Playing the same opponent that they won last year's conference championships in. That would be Alabama beating Florida, Washington beating Colorado. Number 14. These five, these are the outcomes of the first five significant non-conference games. Basically the five biggest non-conference games on the schedule. First, Alabama will beat Florida state. I think, uh, These two teams are very evenly matched. Two of the best teams in the country this year, I believe. However, Florida State is missing one key component, and that's their offensive line. And if you don't have an offensive line against Alabama, you're toast. Two, Michigan will beat Florida. This will be a a close game, and I think it comes down to the quarterback. Michigan has three quarterbacks you're looking at. Um, you could make the case from ages two, including their starter from last year. Florida has Malik Zaire transfer from Notre Dame. He's expected to start. However, I don't believe he'll be successful off the bat coming into a whole new system. He is kind of a zone read type quarterback. That's not the type of system they'll be playing at Florida this year. And so I, I think Florida... Michigan beats Florida in a close one. Ohio State will beat Oklahoma. Um, Ohio State will also be a very good team this year. Oklahoma is going to suffer uh, with Bob Stoots being gone. It's difficult to um, to adjust after having such a great coach for so long with that much success. And I I don't see Oklahoma pulling off big wins like this game uh, this year. USC We'll beat Texas, but it'll be close. It will, as Lee Corso says, closer than the experts think. And I, uh, like I said, Texas will have a good team. And, I, and you'll see, I, I think USC is a little overrated this year. But they're still good. I just don't think they're playoff good. So I, I think USC barely beats Texas. And last of these big five non-conference games, Auburn will beat Clemson. Clemson is obviously the defending national champions. However, they lost a lot when they lost their quarterback Deshaun Watson. He he really carried the team on his shoulders uh last year. I I shouldn't say that. He there were a lot of other good players all over the field for Clemson, but Deshaun Watson was just such a big component of that Clemson offense. Um and Auburn coming back with Jared Stidham, I think will be one of the the uh the the new a new household name after the end of the season and i see auburn beating clemson number 15 in looking at my crystal ball these will be the heisman finalists in alphabetical order number 1 saquon barkley jt barrett jake browning lamar jackson and mason rudolph number 16 mason rudolph Will be the first Oklahoma State player to win the Heisman since Barry Sanders in nineteen eighty-eight. Number seventeen, the Mountain West game of the year, Colorado State over Boise State, on on uh, that's on Veterans Day, November eleventh. I think Colorado State is another one of the more underrated teams this year. I think they're they are. Um, I don't think seen as a, a power in the Mountain West by a lot of people. To me, they are. They have a lot coming back. Uh, it seems like all their best players are coming back. And they are progressing each year. And they are on track, I think, to play very well this season. I'm picking them to beat Boise State and really take control over the Mountain Division of the Mountain West Conference. Number 18, ACC Game of the Year, Florida State over Clemson in Death Valley. This game is also on Veterans Day, on November 11th. Florida State has a lot of talent uh, on both sides of the ball. I think they are... These are two very well-coached teams. Florida State has more quality coming back, I think, over... um, it's, It's a team that... Florida State is turning into a team that is just good every year. Clemson... They've they've been very good the last two years. Prior to that, uh, they did not have the dominance Florida State has, and I'm concerned Clemson will fall off a little bit compared to the last two seasons. So Florida State over Clemson. Florida State establishes dominance dominance of the ACC. Number 19, Big Ten Game of the Year. This is a hard one because I think there's going to be a lot of good games in this conference, but I picked Ohio State over Penn State. There is and will be a lot of speculation concerning the Big Ten East over which team is the top dog in that division. Uh, Yeah, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. I think it's Ohio State this year. However, you'll remember I I do pick Michigan to beat Ohio State. But uh, this is a game where I believe Ohio State um, first kind of pays back the loss Penn State handed them last year. And takes control of this division. I think that'll be a very good game. Big 12 game of the year. Texas over Kansas State. October 7th, that game is in Austin. I think Texas, this is the game that they will show themselves to be a true power in the Big 12. This is the game where we see that, wow, Tom Herman, he's for real. Not just for real, maybe five years from now. He's for real right now and that'll be a, a amazing game, an amazing experience. It would be amazing to watch Texas have that much success right off the bat, and I think that will happen. Pac-12 game of the year. I had to pick the game I uh, mentioned earlier, the aforementioned Oregon State win over Washington. I already explained that one in Corvallis. It will be an upset. I believe Gary Anderson's Oregon State team, they won't. I don't think they'll really compete for the conference championship, but they will be a good team. And I think they will uh, take Washington by surprise. Number 22, SEC Game of the Year. Also the aforementioned Iron Bowl. Auburn beating Alabama. Auburn will also be a serious contender in the SEC. I would pick them to compete, even win, just about any other division in college football, except that they're in the division with the (laughs) Alabama Crimson Tide and they will win that game. They will win that game. I I believe this is a good team. Uh so is Alabama. And I think Auburn has uh they they have more to lose. Alabama I well you you just it's hard to it's hard to pick against Alabama even now as I say it. I second guess myself. I I stand by it. Auburn beats Alabama at home November 25th number 23 i am predicting that there will be only one undefeated team in all of the fbs and that is after the regular season and i am predicting it to be wisconsin however i am not picking wisconsin to win the national championship and more on that later number 40 24 Liquidate these teams. These are the teams I believe are, are overrated. Uh, these are not necessarily bad teams. I don't believe that they will have losing records. I just believe that they have their, their success has been overstated. That is, USC, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Clemson. Number 25, buy these teams. These are the teams I believe are underrated. I don't necessarily believe these teams are going to go to the playoffs or win the national championship, but these teams are are not getting the respect I believe they deserve. Texas, North Carolina State, Notre Dame, Colorado State, and Virginia Tech. Those are my 25 crystal ball predictions. After the break, I will come back, and I will go through conference by conference in all the the Power Five Conference and the Mountain West, and I will say who I believe will win that conference, who will play each other for the conference championship, and some other notable teams and where each team ranks. And I will do that after the break. Okay, let's start with the ACC. This is the conference that I believe was the most powerful conference in the country last year. I don't believe that will so much be the case this year. Uh, There there there's some good teams here. There's even some teams I think that will surprise a lot of other people. But uh, I don't see the all-around success that we had last year between Clemson, Florida State, the Heisman winner coming from this conference. I have picked Florida State to win the ACC. I think they, they do so by going undefeated in the conference. I, I can't find a conference game I believe they will lose. I think the only game they'll lose during the regular season will be that opener against Alabama. I have them beating Virginia Tech, which is kind of a dark horse team. I, I It's not a, not a team a lot of people are expecting to go to a conference championship. Honestly, the coastal division of the ACC, it's not the strongest division. I think a lot of people are possibly picking Miami. And that's a good pick to have Miami play Florida State in the conference championship. Ultimately, I don't see that panning out. I think Miami seems to have a tougher schedule um, than than Virginia Tech. And then I, I picked Virginia Tech to beat Miami. I think... Uh, Miami suffered greatly with the loss of Brad Kaya. He he was one of the better quarterbacks in the country last year. Uh, One of the more understated quarterbacks in the country last year. And I think they'll hurt without him. I think they're still a few seasons away from really establishing themselves as a power. So I see Virginia Tech beating Miami, ultimately going to the conference championship and losing to Florida State. Next, I have the Big Ten. I talked about the Big Ten. I I think... kind of a lopsided uh, conference, at least it has been the last few years, with a lot of success in the East Division. I think that balances out to some extent. However, there are still those big three in the East Division that always seem to be competing for that division title, and that's Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. Last year, it was Penn State that took uh, that spot as the, at the top of the division. I think this year it'll be Ohio State. Ohio State, I see them winning every game and possibly even being ranked one, two, or three for quite a while uh, because that's what happens when you're Ohio State and you just keep winning games. But I think they will lose their first game on the last week of the season to Michigan. Nevertheless, I think they go to the conference championship and lose to the Wisconsin Badgers, a team that Utah State plays first game of the year. September first. I think Wisconsin, they just have too much good coming back for them. They've got their quarterback who was kind of mediocre last year. They even sat him for a lot of the season. I think he'll improve. This is a developmental program. Wisconsin is a is a team you go to to really improve your talent. It's not like Alabama or Michigan or Ohio State. Where you just come in as a blue chip and expect to start right off the bat and play for two seasons and go to the NFL—that's not what Wisconsin is. Wisconsin is where you go as a an underrated player and you improve greatly and become great your junior senior year. That's what Alex Hornibrook will do at quarterback. Uh, Troy Fumagalli—I re- think he's—I think he might be the best tight end in the country. Um, they've got Jazz Peavy on the outside. They'll, Wisconsin always has an amazing running attack. I don't see them losing any game during the regular season. I, I just don't. Even to some of the, they play Michigan. I, I think they'll beat Michigan. Um, they, they've they got, uh, they have an easier division schedule with the Western division. But ultimately, I think they go to play Ohio State in the conference championship and they win, winning the conference. Next, I got the Big 12. This was an interesting conference because they, they're playing their inaugural conference championship this year. I have picked to win that conference, Oklahoma State. Another team I don't think is being picked by very many people. This is just a team that really fascinates me. Uh, Mason Rudolph has always impressed me. And this is another school where you kind of go, it's a developmental school. You go as an underrated player and improve your skills, and by your junior and senior year, you are greatly improved whereas the their teammates their high school teammates are going to Oklahoma as four or five star recruits playing there for two seasons and going to the NFL that's not what you do at Oklahoma State and they've got some some experience on both sides of the ball I think like I said Texas I also believe I think uh, Texas will go eight and one within the conference Oklahoma State I also have them going eight and one I think that they will be upset by Kansas State. One of the last games of the year. Uh, it'll be a, a landmark win on Bill Snyder's career, who, like I said, I think will retire. Nevertheless, I have Oklahoma State going to the conference championship, beating Texas in the inaugural Big 12 championship game. Next, I've got the Pac-12. I think, ultimately, the Pac-12 is going to be almost identical to what it looked like last year. And is that lazy? I, maybe it's lazy. But I just, I couldn't find my way around it. Listen to this about the University of Washington. I have them pick to win this conference. Washington is returning an All-American or All-Conference player in every position group on the field except defensive backs. So they were a young team last year. They were one of the youngest teams in the country last year. And they've got all this talent returning to provide leadership. Another aspect to what I believe will be Washington's success is the USC hype. USC is getting all the attention with Sam Darnold. They're, everyone's thinking uh, Clay Helton, the coach at USC, is going to end up being you know, the, the next big thing. And Washington's over here feeling like, hey, we went to the playoffs last year. And we've got all these guys returning. Where's our respect? So I think Washington is going to play with vengeance throughout the season. I have them going 11-1, losing that Oregon State game, 8-1 in the conference, and beating Colorado. Colorado coach Mike McIntyre, who I mentioned earlier, he, he took his team from 2-10 to 10-2 in three seasons, guys. He's... He's got to be one of the the, the most um, underrated coaches in my book. Now, he did get Coach of the Year last year, so maybe I shouldn't say underrated. He was the, the AP Coach of the Year last year. Nevertheless, I don't think Colorado is getting a lot of the respect they deserve. Um, with how well of a, a coach team they are, I see them returning to the conference championship and once again losing to Washington. Next, I have the SEC. The SEC, like I mentioned earlier, I have Alabama winning the SEC and beating Florida doing so. However, I think a lot of this conference will look very different than it did last year. For one, I believe LSU will play more of a role. I have them ranked second in the West Division. I have LSU going 10-2 and two with that new coach, Ed Orgeron. He seems to have a lot of, uh, a lot of support behind him. It was kind of a surprising way that Les Miles went out, and I'm surprised, frankly, to see Ed Orgeron get all this all this support early on. I think LSU will have a a good year. Um, Auburn as well Jared Stidham. I think Jared Stidham is another player who is very underrated, and he will. Uh, have a successful season there. I have them going ten and two as well, beating Alabama. Nevertheless, Alabama goes to the conference championship, beating Florida. Florida, I have them losing to Michigan right off the bat, and then losing to Florida State at the end of the season. Outside of that, I think they win every other game. This is a good team, and uh, they're well coached, and they've got uh, they've got some experience on both sides of the ball and that's returning but uh, overall I see them I see them returning to that conference championship. Lastly I have our very own Mountain West Conference. Now I have mentioned some of the teams I believe will be successful in this conference Uh, Colorado State obviously I've mentioned them a number of times. I have them going to the conference championship. I have them ranked first in the Mountain Division. I believe they will have a 10-2 and two year and go undefeated in the Mountain West. Um, can Utah State beat Colorado State? I think they can, and we'll go over more in depth than I did uh, last week and how they can do that. But it will be a hard game, and and for the sake of, of just calling balls and strikes, I have Colorado State beating Utah State and every other conference opponent have Boise State second, really losing only to, to Colorado State. I, I also had them against San Diego State. I had them losing there as well. Colorado State, I'm saying go to the conference championship and play San Diego State and lose to the Aztecs. San Diego State has, they have a fair number coming back to play for them as they did last year. I think San Diego State will be a very similar team than they were last year. And outplay kind of a shell-shocked Colorado State team, who are probably at that point a little surprised they got that far. Um, And San Diego State is kind of right at home at this point in the conference championship. They will have success there and win the Mountain West. let's go through what I believe will be the college football playoff rankings the first week of December. Number 25, I have the Colorado State Rams. They will at that point be 10-3, undefeated in conference, but lose the conference championship to San Diego State. Number 24, I have Iowa State getting a 10-win season, surprising everyone, I think. This is a team that I think will be very successful. They have an easier schedule as well um, that lends itself to to the to the year I think they'll have. Number twenty three, Stanford. Number twenty two, Clemson. Twenty one. I have Toledo. Toledo came off of a successful, a fairly successful season last year, uh, and then this year that they've got a young coach who's been with Toledo for a long time. Uh, this is a team I. I Have them. I didn't do an official uh, preview for the other five conference other than the Mountain West, but I do think Toledo will win the MAC and have have a successful season. Number twenty, I have Utah. Uh, Nineteen, Minnesota. Eighteen, Tennessee. Seventeen, I have Mountain West uh, champ. Mountain West champion, San Diego State University. Ten and two, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, Not the highest ranked other five. Con- uh, other five conference team in this ranking because right above them at number 16, South Florida, South Florida has a very favorable schedule and they have a, a moderately successful coach who uh, has come to them in the off season, Charlie strong, leading from Texas and Charlie strong has been successful. He was successful at Florida and didn't have quite the success that he had at Florida at Texas but is expected to do very well at South Florida. Uh, In South Florida, I think the only game they lose this year is their their game against Miami. Other than that, I believe they run the table and uh, win the American Conference and finish the season ranked 16th. Or 15, I have Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's going to have a bounce back year. This is a team that... Uh, they they lost some close games last year, and have there are players on this team who have been very successful, uh, some of the older players. And I think this year, Brian Kelly knows that if he's going to be a college football coach or a coach anywhere for much longer, he needs to get it together this year. I believe he does that in Notre Dame. They're, they finished number 15th. Number 14, I have NC State. Number 13, I have Miami. 12. Rank 12, I have Texas. I believe Texas goes 10-3 on the season. That includes their loss in the conference championship game. Like I said, 4.3 win improvement every time Tom Herman comes to a new school. He's never gone to a big a big school with this much, this much talent as Texas. So I, I think Texas will improve their five-win season last year by five games, win 10, and end up ranked number 12th in the country number 11 i have usc now i i said they wouldn't i said they'd be a little underrated uh a little overrated i meant nevertheless this is still a good team i don't think this is a playoff team i don't think this is a i think they will be um no longer considered for the playoffs even after they they i have them losing to washington uh, I think Washington wants to avenge their loss last year. Even though Washington did end up in the playoffs, USC kind of spoiled uh, a perfect season for Washington last year. I have USC at eleven. Number ten, I have Florida. Like I mentioned, they lose the conference championship, lose their first game, their last game, but win everything in between. This is a well-coached team. They were good last year. They'll only they're only going to improve, improve in my mind. I think that their their new quarterback Malik Zaire will have success, not initially, but he will as he understands the the system. Number nine, I have Michigan. Michigan is a very interesting team this year, uh, considered to be one of the youngest teams in all of college football. They have uh, some questions at quarterback. Overall, this is going to be a similar team to last year, I believe uh very good on defense uh fairly reliable on offense if you're cheering for them at least and I think Michigan loses only to Penn State and to um and to Wisconsin and end the season ten and two same record they finished last season with rank number nine number eight I have auburn auburn I think will um really surprise a lot of people who maybe you aren't expecting them to have the success? I think they will have, and even be good enough to beat Alabama. This is a team that might be good enough to beat just about anyone. This is still going to be a, a fairly young team, and I I think that they're going to get caught looking. Some games I have them losing. I believe I picked them to lose to LSU, and uh, I. One other loss. So that's number eight. Number seven, Colorado. I talked about Colorado earlier. I think they're only going to lose one game all season. And until, until they lose another one against the conference, in the conference championship. Both of those games will be to Washington. So they will be undefeated in all games, not playing Washington University of Washington. And that's how they will end up at number seven. Number six, I have Ohio State. Again, a very good team. I think they will lose to uh, Michigan and Wisconsin back to back. Other than that, they're going to dominate, and uh, a lot of people are going to want them in the playoffs. Uh, number six, number five, and number six. You know, th- those are the two hard spots to be. In. Number five, the aforementioned Washington. Twelve. I'm going twelve and one, losing one spoiler to to Oregon State, and. Uh, Probably a similar team to last year, not convincing a lot of people they're the best in the country, but just getting it done and just winning. I see them playing very in a very similar style, and I've, I'm learning not to doubt Coach Chris Peterson, especially when one of your, your in-conference rivals, USC, is getting the hype that they are. Number 4, this is the playoff. These next four teams are going to be in the playoffs. Number 4, I have Oklahoma State, the Big 12 champion. They lose one game, a close one to Kansas State, other than that, they run the table. This is I think Oklahoma State will play in a very will look a lot like Washington did last year and kind of be a team a lot of people don't think they belong there and they have a they'll get a chance to prove that the Big 12 can compete in the playoffs. Number three, I have Florida State. Uh, Florida State, I think, will just build on the success they had last year. They're becoming a regular, in my mind, a team that you can almost just expect to compete for the playoffs. They're going to do it again. Jimbo Fisher knows how to coach. Uh, number three, Florida State. Number two, Alabama. Is there any explanation needed? Number one, at thirteen and zero, undefeated. I have the Wisconsin Badgers. This is a team with so much good coming back. I think their schedule is doable for the most part, um, and they they have the the. I mean, if anyone's going to go undefeated this year, I believe it'll be Wisconsin, and I just. The more I think about it, the more excited I am about this pick. Not because I'm a Wisconsin Badgers fan. However, it will look good for the Aggies to have, if this does happen, to have started the season even playing, even being in the same stadium as the 13 and 0, the potentially 13 and 0 Wisconsin Badgers. So that puts the playoffs for me at Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State and Alabama versus Florida State. For those games, I I think. Wisconsin Oklahoma State What this game comes down to is that one of these teams plays defense the other one is called Oklahoma State Wisconsin wins that game handily Alabama Florida State remember this is a rematch from the first game of the season and I think Alabama wins again Alabama I think will will just I can't even though I picked them to lose a game <laughs> I cannot I can't understate or 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 overestimate or or I mean underestimate. I keep getting those words confused. Underestimate this Alabama team with how how young they were last year, Jalen Hurts. You know there's going to be uh their offensive backfield will just be full of household names. Alabama beats Florida State and then I think Alabama beats Wisconsin in the college football national championship. Alabama Wins it again, and I hate to, to pick Alabama to win the national championship. I just can't talk myself out of it. I can't find a team that is going to uh, play better than I think they will with how much they have coming back. Um, just how dominant Nick Saban has been the last decade. I can't, I can't pick against him <laughs> yet again. So that concludes my 2017 college football preview I look forward to next week. We will discuss the Big Ten media, not Big Ten, <laughs> Big Ten media days, Mountain West Conference media days. What took place? What went down for the Aggies? What we learned? What we didn't learn? We're still learning some things now. I'll go through that. We'll play a little bit of Coach Wells, uh, him speaking. I understand uh, Kent Myers and and Dallin Levitt uh, both represented the Aggies as players in Las Vegas. We'll go through the other teams, what what uh, it looks like for the other teams. We're also going to go through a little bit of the the Utah State media guide, which was just released today. As I'm recording, it. I haven't even had a chance to go through it yet. And we will go through that next week on AggieCast. It's been a pleasure to go through to go through this with you. Let me know what you thought. Uh, message me on Facebook at AggieCast, Uh What what you agree with, what you disagree with. That's my college football preview. If I got 10% of those picks right, I'll be happy. But it's fun to do it anyway. And we will see you next week. Go Aggies!